What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Feisty, fearless, and fair. She's an Emmy-winning journalist from the White House to war zones, telling all sides of the story. This is the Rita Cosby Show. In this hour here on the Rita Cosby Show, boy, it was another day for the record books in the Fannie Willis hearing, whether or not to dismiss her from the case and also Nathan Wade, the prosecutor that she hired. And both of them were on the hot seat again. Today, it was closing arguments in the case. The judge says that he's going to decide in two weeks. And there were more doozies that came from today's. It just gets more and more unbelievable. And if this judge doesn't dismiss Fannie Willis and Nathan Wade from the case, and this is the big Trump-Rico case, remember it's Trump and more than a dozen other defendants, uh, saying that he, you know, rigged, was trying to change the system of elections there in Georgia. If you're going to make such serious big allegations against now the former president of the United States and leading candidate on the GOP side, you darn well better be squeaky clean and have your ducks in order. And that is definitely the last thing I would say about Fannie Willis. And what I will say is I will miss Fannie Willis if she does get removed. Uh, I mean, if she stays, at least we'll have some good zingers. You know, there's going to be lots of them if she stays. But we will never forget some of the great lines that she has given us over the last few weeks, uh, like this one. When you told me that it started when you left, when she left the DA's office and was a judge in South Fulton, where did you gain that knowledge from? I'm going to object because his testimony a few minutes ago is that he did not recall making that statement. I'll overrule that. Mr. Bradley, answer the question. Repeat the question. When you told me that their relationship started when she left the DA's office and was a judge in South Fulton, where did you obtain that knowledge from? It was, I was speculating. Um, I didn't have a... um, No one told me I was speculating. No one told you that? No one told me that. You were speculating based on things that had been told to you or things you had observed? So I'm going to object as to uh, the nature of uh, this line of questioning because the witness has made it clear he was speculating as to how or what he knew. And if it's speculation, it's inadmissible before this court. All right, but the motivations for his reason for speculating would be admissible, so I'll overrule that. Thank you, Judge. Was this speculation when you told me that? Was that based on things that had been told to you and things that you had witnessed? I never witnessed anything. So, um, you know, it it was speculation. I can't tell you um, anything specific, if that's what you're 
you're asking. You can't tell me anything specific as to why you speculated about that? No, this was however many years ago. I mean, I don't recall, but no, I, I don't. Did you have any reason for lying? I don't know if speculation is lying, but. That was incredible word salad. And if you could see the guy, this is the attorney for Nathan Wade who was speaking because there was a text message where he tells the other attorney, oh, yeah, they definitely were seeing each other well before, basically, they admitted to. And if you could see him, his like sweat was like the Nile River. I've never seen a guy sweat so much on the stand. It was like, uh, 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 uh. Uh, I don't recall. Uh, What's your name? I don't recall. I mean, it was incredible. It was just so unbelievable. Anybody watching him, you sit there and you go, it's just, it's not true. It's inconceivable. Everything he was saying was just so unrealistic. If there's anybody out there who thinks that that guy came across as credible, uh, I think you need a lobotomy. I'm telling you, that was like the worst performance I have ever seen. And Fanny, here she is. Uh, She at least was quite dramatic In her case, you know what she wants. Listen to this one. It's interesting that we're here about this money. Mr. Wade is used to women that, uh, as he told me one time, the only thing a woman can do for him is make him a sandwich. We would have brutal arguments about the fact that I am your equal. I don't need anything from a man. A man is not a plan. A man is a companion. And so there was tension always in our relationship, which is why I was give him his money back. I don't need anybody to foot my bills. The only man who's ever foot my bills completely is my daddy. <laughs> a man is not a plan, according to Fannie Willis. And we're going to be talking more about some of the bombshells that came out in court today. It was riveting. I'll tell you that. Uh, listening to the case, it was oral arguments. It was the closing comments from both sides And both sides made some interesting arguments, and we're going to get into that. And also, I want to hear your thoughts as to where you think the case is going to go. What do you think the judge will decide, and what should he decide in this case? I think for sure he should remove them both, and I think he should also refer them to the Ethics Committee because there are some serious chances that they may have lied under oath, and that would certainly be a no-no. But we are also talking about the border situation, which is an enormous deal. And, of course, the dueling visits from the presidents, President Trump and President Biden, both going to the border, very different experiences. And here is Trump throwing his salvos when he was down at the border because he says all of the problems we have seen are due to the current administration. But this is a Joe Biden. This is a Biden invasion over the past three years. I call him Crooked Joe because he's crooked. He's a terrible president, the worst president our country's ever had, uh, probably the most incompetent president we've ever had. But it's uh, allowing thousands and thousands of people to come in from China, Iran, Yemen, the Congo, Syria, and a lot of other nations. Yeah, that's how serious the problems are. And indeed, again, he could point to Lakin Riley, who was laid to rest today. But President Biden, well, when he got to the border, he had an important message to send. We should be focusing on climate change. The idea there's no such thing as climate change. I love that, man. I love some of my Neanderthal friends uh, who still think there's no climate change. 
Yeah, that's just what we're thinking. You're going down to the border. We just have this horrific murder of the Georgia nursing student. We have all the different crimes that are taking place related to migrants across this country. We have what most people believe is the biggest threat to the homeland since 9-11. And we have people from all these countries all over the place that are coming in, including countries that we do not have good relationships with. What about the fact that 24,000 Chinese migrants happen to be coming across the border, well-dressed, pulling nice suitcases, paying $35,000 to come across the border? What about also those from Syria and Iran? Uh, Oh, I'm sure they're all here to bring love and showers to the homeland of the United States. I mean, this is a serious, serious issue. People are so fed up with this gobbledygook. And so I couldn't believe that Biden actually goes down there and talks about climate change. It's insane. But I don't know if it's as insane as the mayor of the city of Athens, Georgia, because he originally years ago started pushing for policies where essentially he would give them a pass. It was come one, come all. And in fact, I want to play that. This is 24A. This is where the mayor of Athens, Georgia, this was a number of years ago, when at a hearing, he sure sounds like a sanctuary city guy. Take a listen. The Athens-Clark County Unified Government is welcoming to people and backgrounds and strives to foster a community where individuals and families of all statuses feel safe, are able to prosper, and can breathe free. And come one, come all, big old neon sign, that's the philosophy. And then this week, Of course, he does a meeting after the death of Lakin Riley, the nursing student in his community. And boy, this was one for the record books. And we played this earlier in the week. I got to play it again because this to me is one of the wildest moments. I say bravo to the protesters there because this guy was trying to sell them a bill of goods saying, you know what? Uh, We didn't really do anything that contributed to this. The guy got arrested, by the way, for shoplifting in Athens, Georgia. He got out. That was after he got out for endangering a child in Queens. And that was after he crossed the border illegally. And then, of course, we know, sadly, he disfigured the skull of Lakin Riley, a brutal, horrific crime. And so the mayor comes out and he's making excuses and the community doesn't want to have anything of it. Listen to this. That term means different things to different people, depending on the context of the discussion. Uh, we know what Many of the elements, many of the elements, we're here to listen. You're a liar. We're here to listen. There'll be time for questions. You are guilty and got blood on your head for this murder, sir. Many of the aspects that are ascribed to sanctuary cities are things that are disallowed by Georgia law. And we contribute a document every year to the Georgia Department of Audits, indicating that we do not correspond to these definitions under state law. Yes, you do. And no policies have been adopted by the mayor and commission that have created sanctuary city status in Athens. you need to resign. One protocol that sometimes arises. Resign now. Resign. You allow this to happen, sir. I say bravo to those protesters. And you should see, like, the police just kind of let them shout. They were probably like, bravo, too. And even the members of the media let them sort of go on and on and on. They weren't, nobody seemed uh, to push the protesters or try to shut them down, just the mayor. 
Because I guess he didn't like being faced with the truth. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Norm. Line four. Norm, your thoughts about all this? Happy Friday, Rita. You too. So anyway. You too. Get off the speaker if you could, Norm. Oh, no. I'm off the speaker. Okay, Is it good. better now? Yeah, better now. Thank okay. you. Okay. I was not. It's my lousy phone. Uh, Concerning Biden and the newcomers, this is the typical dystopian Orwellian 1984 speech that the crazy hard left Dems have been foisting and legislating us to use these past three years. For example, racial equality to racial equity, the weather to climate justice, illegal aliens to migrants and now newcomers, uh, LGBTQ plus, 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 infinitum, transvestite to transgender, mother to birthing person, her and him become they, and finally the beauty of make America great again to the ominous and nebulous MAGA. All this to, as the dictator Obama said, fundamentally change America, whether we like it or not. Get those gulags ready. Just ask my friends doing 22 years in the can for a protest on January 6th. By by the way, did you see there was some new news on the January 6th stuff, uh, Norm, where it looks like uh, some of the cases will be revisited. And also, Speaker Johnson, I think, is going to be releasing a lot of the footage soon. So that will be interesting, too. There could be, uh, looks like things, maybe the tide may be turning there, Norm. But Democrats, everything is January 6th, orange man bad. Yeah, well, maybe I'll get, uh, you know, I'll get payphone service when eventually they throw me in jail for that. So anyway. Norm, don't you dare. Read on Fridays. Norm, don't you dare. Don't you dare. We, we got to keep you out on the outside uh, and keeping the good fight from no, the no, outside. I'm up for, my, for past misdeeds, not for anything present. <laughs> I mean, you know, I mean, they're, they're, you know, they're, they're looking at cameras that everybody who showed up, uh, you know, the 999,000, whatever, 999 that were that were, you know, that were, you know, you know, there on January 6th. You know, everybody just sitting on sitting, sitting on the grass and eating cookies like I was, you know, but whatever i'm sure just my mere presence is a is a thought crime and uh by the way know, norm that's I'm norm sure put me in jail that sounds dangerous that you were eating cookies that sounds like a real yeah, crime I right had, there i had cookie i was with a family from tennessee and they were feeding me cookies so oh was, my god that's a death penalty case cookies that's that a death penalty. <laughs> that was my january 6th uh, protest experience there so oh, that is know. incredible norm thank you we mm-hmm. love you have a great you- weekend thank you very much you're terrific let's go to uh, robert from philly robert your thoughts Hi, Rita. Um, it's good to talk to you, and I really hope you have a good weekend. You um, too. You I too. Think, I think that he lost votes by going to the border, and I'll explain why. Um, I love it when they blame the GOP for getting in the way of them fixing the border that they broke. And right. it's amusing to see the media flailing from Hitler to Mussolini to shrinkflation to what's next to blame for the problems. Um, and Stan, please give us an example. Uh, for years, he's been saying terrible things and lies, and he never gives us an example ever. But I'll leave that, and I just want to say the reason why I think he lost votes is, and it'll touch on what Marjorie Taylor Greene was saying. You're looking at like close to a million crimes nationwide committed by illegal aliens over the last two and a half, three years. And those victims, whether they're murder or not, have family and they have friends. And a lot of these people are watching the mainstream media show this clown on the border talking about climate change and blaming Republicans. And 
they're saying there's no way I'm voting for this anymore. This is ridiculous. Every time he shows up to tell us the BS that we know it is, he loses votes. Yeah, I think so. And, and and obviously, I think the whole point, Robert, too, was it was supposed to be a Hail Mary because he sees how bad he's doing, especially on immigration. I mean, first of all, uh, uh, the whole border issue is the number one issue. In some polls, it's twice as much as how concerned are you about the economy when people get asked it. It is clearly an enormous issue. He sees the polls and then he sees where he fares compared to Trump. And Biden is tanking on it. So he's like, oh, I got to go down there. And I think you're right. I think it hurts him even more that he goes down there, doesn't do anything. He doesn't announce a new policy or anything like that. And then he starts talking about climate change. I think any common sense American is like, what is this hogwash? 1-800-848-9222. And we'll continue your calls after the break. You're listening to The Rita Cosby Show. With crime running rampant in New York, you need to keep yourself and your family safe. Obtaining your concealed carry firearm licenses can be difficult and time-consuming. That's where MyFirstPistol.com comes in. They'll help you secure your concealed carry license. If you're looking for a pistol, premise, rifle, or shotgun license, call 347-559-7052. 347-559-7052. You must have a valid firearm license issued by the NYPD to purchase, possess, or shoot a handgun or pistol in NYPD. This is Judge Janine Pirro. Personal safety for you and your family is a year-round priority. If you haven't developed a plan, I highly recommend you put the Berna Less Lethal Pistol at the top of your list. Now you can even purchase a New York-compliant kit. That's Berna. B-Y-R-N-A. When you're looking for protection, you need a reliable tool that can send potential threats running in the opposite direction. Berna is the answer. I personally own several launchers. The New York Compliant Kit does not require a background check, and their less lethal pistols ship right to your door. Just know Berna products cannot be legally purchased or used in New York City and Yonkers. As a responsible gun owner, I fully understand the adverse ramifications of using my actual firearm. In most states, the law is not on your side. All it takes is one bad judgment call that can detrimentally affect your life. Start with less lethal force. Visit Berna.com slash Janine right now to enjoy an exclusive 10% discount on your purchase. Choose Berna for peace of mind and protection. That's BYRNA.com slash Janine. I'm Lou Dobbs. Companies in the United States are 10 times more likely to be a victim of a cyber attack. Manufacturing, healthcare, retail, financial services, the leading targets. Arison Cyber Z Suite provides the protection you need before your data gets stolen, bank accounts get drained, and operations are at a standstill. Call Arison today to schedule a no-obligation consultation. That's 908-878-7717. Arison, E-R-A-C-E-N-T dot com. 908 7717. When Jane cooks with award-winning Goya Garbanzos, she transforms her vegetable soup into a wholesome experience because they're perfectly plump. And so big. My friend Sam is here. Plus, hey, Goya chickpeas are so nutritious. Wow, Henry's here too. I can't believe how much the kids love my vegetable soup. Goya Garbanzos are so good, everyone will want to eat at your table. Find them in the Goya section of your local grocery store. If it's Goya, it has to be good. This is the Rita Cosby Show.
That's a perfect song to describe Biden at the border. Uh, Let's go to Gracie real quick in Rockland. Gracie, your thoughts. Hi, uh, listen, I I love the five o'clock show. Okay, Norm is uh, great. I want to add one more new speak or double speak to his uh, list. Uh, Take everything into context. Uh, you know, yeah, if somebody shoots me, the person doesn't shoot me, the gun shoots me. Yeah, you know what? That's a great point. You're right. You're right. It, it's like gobbledygook left and right. Paid for by government.com. Did you hear? A recent stash of $20 Gold Liberty coins from the 1800s has been found. These gorgeous gold coins are as bright and shiny as the day they were struck in the late 1800s, and less than 50 of these gold coins are available. Coin experts are calling this gold find an incredible opportunity. Call 1-800-473-3993, and you are guaranteed a $20 Gold Liberty coin minted by the U.S. Mint in the 1800s. But with extremely limited availability, you must call now. These Gold Liberty coins from the 1800s are still in uncirculated condition. That is history you can hold in your hand. To learn more, call 1-800-473-3993. Call now and you'll receive a free American Coin Collector's Bonus Package, a $75 value free with every order. Call 1-800-473-3993 now to secure your $20 Gold Liberty coin stated from the 1800s before they sell out. That's 1-800-473-3993. is on. By the way, you can never go wrong with Hootie and the Blowfish. They went to my college with me at University of South Carolina. So they are Gamecocks, too. And I always love to hear a little Darius Rucker and the band there. They are awesome. Well, Fannie Willis has certainly given us a lot to talk about. I don't know how many guys are looking for girls like Fannie Willis, but boy, uh, she'll put you in line. There's no doubt about it. Remember this? When she showed up, this is the DA, of course, of Fulton County, and she's supposed to be the person totally above reproach, the person with an impeccable record. This is the one who is going after President Trump and all the other defendants in the RICO case and that election case in Georgia. And it looks like a lot of these cases against Trump are falling apart. But there is no shortage of theatrics. And today was part two. But we want to take you a little bit back. First, here is Fannie Willis. Remember when she stormed into the courtroom? It was a little over a week ago. Remember, she was like, okay, I am going to take the stand. I'm not going to fight. I single-handedly will try to keep this case because she doesn't want to get dismissed 
over the relationship she had with the prosecutor that she hired, that she paid a lot more, even though he didn't really have any experience. It turned out they were lovers. The question is, were they lovers when she hired him? They say no, but a lot of evidence sort of points in the other direction. But here is Fanny when she marched in. Remember this moment a little bit over a week ago when she said, how dare you, judge? How dare you, attorneys? Listen to Fanny Willis. So your office objected to us getting um, or flights that you may have taken with no, Mr. Wade. Well, no, no, no. Look, I object to you getting records. You've been intrusive into people's personal lives. You're confused. You think I'm on trial. These people are on trial for trying to steal an election in 2020. I'm not on trial, no matter how hard you try to put me on trial. Remember that? She was like, how dare you? How dare you? You sit down, everybody in the courtroom, and you listen to me. I am Fanny Willis. Well, then the trial, remember, it actually started with Fanny Willis's dear friend. And I guess I should say ex-friend now, but dear ex-friend. And she got up on the stand. She also was, like, renting property. Fanny moved into her apartment. Like, they were not just, like, distant friends. They were pretty good friends. And she testified the relationship that they were lovers well before Fanny hired Nathan Wade as the prosecutor, which obviously goes to motive and goes to the appearance of conflict for sure. Take a listen to what the friend said. For what personal and romantic is later. When I ask you personal, do you take that to mean romantic? Yes. And do you understand it? that their relationship began in 2019 and continued until the last time you spoke with her. Yes. That didn't sound like she waffled. Yes, yes, yes. But then when Nathan Wade got on the stand, he was kind of uh, doing a little bit of word salad. Listen to this. When did your romantic relationship with Miss Willis begin? 2022. When? In 2022. Early 2022. So you were appointed in November of 2021? Yes, ma'am. And your relationship started early. What's early? January? February? Around March. Now, the reason he's saying around March and the reason he's saying 2022, because it was November 2021 when Fannie Willis hired Nathan Wade. And you just heard from the friend that they were dating well before that. And there's a lot of evidence that shows it was well, before that. And the list goes on and on and on. And then they had these cell phone records that say, God, suddenly in 2021, there were thousands of text messages and tons of phone calls. And they barely knew each other then, according to them. I mean, this is so, it's so unbelievable. And also the cell phone records, which they didn't dispute, also shows that his phone was right near her condo till the wee hours of the morning. So he was asking the case, you know, did you stay the night? And he's like, I I don't think I ever stayed the night. No, no, no. And I think I might have only been at her condo like once or maybe I dropped off some papers. You're there till like four in the morning dropping off papers a couple times. I mean, it's just the whole thing is so unbelievable. And It just, it defies logic. So then today, the tough job comes from the attorney who is representing Fannie Willis's side, the state side, if you will. And his job is to say, 
well, you know, the evidence isn't clear. It's not this. It's not that. This, to me, was one of the most interesting moments I think I've ever heard in legal history because it's the closing arguments. The judge is about to decide whether or not to kick her off the case because if she gets kicked off the case, it's pretty safe to say that the case for sure will be delayed. It doesn't mean it's totally gone, but there's a good chance it could also just totally crumble and fall apart because it's lost so much credibility no matter what happens here. But I hope to God that that judge has the smarts to say, forget it. You both need to be kicked off for the appearance of conflict of interest at minimum. Uh, But so the whole issue is, did you stay the night at the place? Was there a romantic relationship? So Nathan Wade was asked in questioning earlier, this is the prosecutor, the, the lover of Fannie Willis. And he was asked, did you put your head, did you ever put your head down at her condo? You know, obviously they're saying, did you ever stay the night at the condo? It's an obvious question. Somebody says, hey, did you put your head down at their place? You know, it's like, did you sleep over? That's a nice way to say it, right? It's like, I don't believe I ever put my head down, right? So the question is, did he lie under oath? Now there's all these messages, all these things, right? So here is the attorney. I can't, this to me is amazing. The attorney actually disputed that there's no evidence that, He actually physically put his head down. Maybe he stayed there, but there's no video of him physically like putting his head down at her place. This is unbelievable. Listen to this one. 21, uh, they appeared 35 times. Now, I want to make clear to the court, uh, both Miss Willis and Mr. Wade never denied that he had been to that condo before. Um, the, the, the specific testimony that was uh, elicited by Ms. Willis and Mr. Wade was that he, never, he had never laid his head, uh, was the direct quote, um, at, at that condo, which these records don't prove that he laid his head anywhere. That's unbelievable. The records don't show that he physically put his head anywhere, and that's their best argument. 1-800-848-9222. Sandra from New Jersey. Sandra, that's one for the record books. Can you believe that? Like, there's no video of him physically putting his head down uh, that maybe I guess he was standing uh, till four or five in the morning. You know, I mean, that's unbelievable. Who takes videos when they're going to go to sleep anyway? Never heard of such a thing. But can can you believe that that's his defense? Like, he maybe didn't lie under oath because the question specifically was, did you put your head down at her place? And he said, oh, no, I don't think so. And (laughs) since there's no video of that actual moment of of his head touching down, uh, that he shouldn't be charged with perjury and they both are above reproach. You know, that that's that is really extraordinary. I have to say, um, on that today, I was watching it a little bit. That Harry MacDougald, her, um, um, the attorney for the defense, he was excellent. He made Fanny look really, really bad. He said that she abused her privilege, uh, she violated her duties, and therefore the case should be dismissed, and she, they should both be disbarred. And I was watching her, and here she is chewing gum. She had a totally new hairstyle. I don't know if I'd want to be all decked up when I'm going to court, but she she managed to uh, look a little different. I'm not. I, she looked good. Don't get me wrong. I thought her hair looked great, but I don't think she should be. I, you know what? You know what I'm trying to say, Rita. But anyway, I really wanted to talk about Donald Trump a minute. Sure, sure. By, by the way, before you move on, Sandra, I want to play. This is um this is the other attorney. 
Uh, this is Steve Sandow, who also was working with Trump. He was also really good. And then, then we'll move on to Trump since you're talking about that. But here is Trump's attorney in court today in his synopsis. Motive. That's it. An issue. Motive in this case is the strongest. Bonnie Willis, Nathan Wade, because if they, if they testify truthfully on every point, what happens if the relationship started before November 1st, they get disqualified. Who has the best motive of anyone to lie? They do. Who has the most at stake to lie? They do. Who wants to stay on this case for whatever the financial reason may be? They do. And that was really powerful. Uh, And I think Trump's attorneys were super strong in this case. Go ahead, Sandra. Thank God for that. Yes. Um, You know, I was thinking about Donald Trump and, and, and Biden, you know, you know, a comparison at the border, like night and day, like, and I'm going to give Biden night, which is dark and no hope. And I'm going to give Trump day, which is light and bright and full of hope. And, and, you know, when you say we're going to have 10 million people coming here by January of next year, I say to myself, well, you know, the damage is done. What are we going to do? But, Trump says, I know what we're going to do. And I, I believe him when he says it. He's going to deport them all. And I believe he will because when he wrote that book, The Art of the Deal, he loves challenges. And believe me, and I believe this, that when he gets the chance again, this is the biggest challenge that he's going to do. I, and I think that this man truly loves deals. And this would be a big deal, don't you think, Rita? Oh, yeah. Uh, that is for sure. And, and you know, if anyone can handle the pressure and juggling all these different personalities and all these different things, uh, it is definitely Trump. And he's probably going, uh, I can't believe this one. But, you know, the thing is, as much as like all of these different cases, some of them we go, God, they look pretty apparent. You never know what a judge is going to do. And also the judges in the same county, like uh, let's go back to the Fannie Willis case, judges in the same county there. I'll say the one in Florida today I thought was pretty interesting because she wouldn't take any of uh, the the lines that the special counsel, Jack Smith, who's going after Trump in the classified documents case. She wasn't taking any of that. He was like, let's hurry up this case. Oh, no, 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 no. Uh, so we'll see where it goes. Uh, but I think Trump uh, is enjoying watching all the juggling, although I'm sure he'd rather be juggling uh, different campaign stops than dealing with that. Sandra, thanks so much. Let's go to uh, Susan real quick in New York. Susan. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, first of all, that clip you played of uh, Fanny there, she said um, these people over there want to try to overturn a, um, an election. I didn't hear her say allegedly. Yeah, so exactly. Right. right there, exactly. Right. Sent that right there. show. and I agree with you about, you know, you never know what the judge is going to do. And in this case, I believe this judge has um, also has maybe donated to some of her. He seems a little intimidated by her, but it, you know, what floors me is how she could be paying this guy, Wade, is that his name, Wade? Yeah. Uh, six, just over 600000 when all he's ever litigated were parking tickets in the past. Isn't there some oversight? Yeah, that well, that that's why, Susan, I think there's a lot of the stuff here that's got to be looked into. I mean, I think not just uh, their behavior, but the money. 
uh, the trips that they went on. I mean, at minimum, uh, an ethics commission needs to look into all of this to see how can they prove the promise. She keeps saying that, oh, she reimbursed him for cash. But it just it seems so unbelievable. And like you said, he didn't have nowhere near the experience of another guy in the county who's the expert on it. And that expert got paid less. But I guess he wasn't Fanny's lover. So, I mean, just the whole case is just, I think it's blown apart, and I hope the judge does the right thing. And everybody, speaking of the right thing, uh, here is our Support to Our Heroes. presents Support Our Heroes. And everybody, this is the Tunnel to Towers Foundation Support Our Heroes segment, which we love doing every night here on the Rita Cosby Show with a powerful story from Lancaster, California, where veterans from across North Los Angeles and Kern counties there in California gathered to honor a Korean War combat air crewman who has been one of the most steadfast proponents of flying older veterans to Washington, D.C. to honor them. Veteran Fred Barth turned 90 recently, which coincidentally is just about the age reached by many of the surviving veterans of what has often been dubbed America's Forgotten War. It may be hard for today's generation to either know or remember that the Korean War waged from 1950 until the Korean War armistice in 1953. Well, as we know, it erupted just five years after the end of World War II, and about 30,000 Americans were killed repelling North Korean and Chinese communist forces. Seventy years after that not-quite-forgotten war, veteran Barth is a relentless advocate for enrolling veterans of World War II, the Korean, and Vietnam Wars for a great program called Honor Flight Kern County. The program has big passenger jets carrying military veterans, older ones, for an all-expense-paid trip to military memorials in Washington, D.C. to visit the Arlington National Cemetery and also the changing at the guard of the tomb of the unknown soldier. And veteran Barth, upon being honored for his birthday and recognized in his community, said, I am so proud to be here and be a part of this program. He said every time he has gone with other veterans, it's a life-changing experience, and it's nice to be able to remember my comrades. What a powerful, powerful story And bravo to him and, of course, all of our great veterans, those from the Korean War and, of course, the other wars as well and their families. And when we come back, we'll continue your calls. 1-800-848-9222. And you're listening to The Rita Cosby Show. You're listening to The Rita Cosby Show. The Tunnel to Towers Foundation has been standing up for America's greatest heroes since 9-11. Heroes like retired Air Force Lieutenant Colonel Michael Cardoz. He served for 20 years and received numerous commendations, including a Bronze Star. Overseas, he was exposed to toxic burn pits. Service-related cancer took his life. Tunnel to Towers paid the mortgage on his family's home, enabling his widow and their six children to stay forever. Help heroes and their families. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2 
T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. I'm Lou Dobbs. Companies in the United States are 10 times more likely to be a victim of a cyber attack. Manufacturing, healthcare, retail, financial services, the leading targets. Arison Cyber Z Suite provides the protection you need before your data gets stolen, bank accounts get drained, and operations are at a standstill. Call Arison today to schedule a no-obligation consultation. That's 908-878-7717. Arison, E-R-A-C-E-N-T dot com. 908-878-7717. This is Judge Janine Pirro. Personal safety for you and your family is a year-round priority. If you haven't developed a plan, I highly recommend you put the Berna Less Lethal Pistol at the top of your list. Now you can even purchase a New York-compliant kit. That's Berna. B-Y-R-N-A. When you're looking for protection, you need a reliable tool that can send potential threats running in the opposite direction. Berna is the answer. I personally own several launchers. The New York Compliant Kit does not require a background check, and their less lethal pistols ship right to your door. Just know Berna products cannot be legally purchased or used in New York City and Yonkers. As a responsible gun owner, I fully understand the adverse ramifications of using my actual firearm. In most states, the law is not on your side. All it takes is one bad judgment call that can detrimentally affect your life. Start with less lethal force. Visit Berna.com slash Janine right now to enjoy an exclusive 10% discount on your purchase. Choose Berna for peace of mind and protection. That's BYRNA.com slash Janine. It's the Rita Cosby Show. This could be uh, Nathan Wade and Fanny Willis' song. I think we need to put it up. It's been a rough week. Remember, you can't put your head down. You can't lay your head down anywhere in the place because then you would be lying under oath. That was one for the record, folks, guys. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Joaquin in Pennsylvania. Joaquin, your thoughts? Rita, I'm really sorry to say I think that this is just going to be a speed bump because then when you look at the jurisdiction, where it's taking place, they're going to continue to go after Donald Trump down there. By the way, now, do you think she'll get replaced or do you think they'll keep her on the case? Do you think that which is the speed bump? You know what? I I hate to say it, but I think that would just be a real slap in the face to everybody if they managed to keep her on the case. And they might, by the way. I, You know, I, that's why I say, you know, I think anybody with a reasonable mind would have kicked them off a long time ago because the standard is appearance of misconduct, uh, not just misconduct, but the quote, the appearance of so, and there sure is appearance. I mean, that's a minimum, uh, but you never know this judge. He, you know, he let her get away with her antics. Fanny Willis, the first day in court, she was scolding him, scolding the other attorneys. 
uh, you never know. Just like you say, you have no idea what a judge is going to do. And you just said it's in a very friendly jurisdiction for Fanny. So uh, let's see where it goes, Joaquin. We'll find out. But nothing would surprise me when it comes to good old Georgia. Uh, Let's go to Robert real quick. Line four, Robert. Hi, Rita. Alan Dershowitz is right. Just the appearance of impropriety is enough to have both of them thrown off the case. But you know what? That's never stopped these people. Uh, When it seems to have to do with Trump, it's like they have this wild, crazy Trump derangement syndrome. And... It doesn't seem to matter. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if Fanny and Fanny's Fanny stay on the case. You never know. It just may be the biggest slap in the face, but who knows? And Nathan Wade didn't put his head down anywhere in her condo. Remember? That for the record books. Everybody have a great weekend, and I'll talk to you on Monday. Have a wonderful, wonderful time with your family and friends. If you talk to me, we'll hear. We all want our kids to grow up safe and healthy, so we show them how. And we tell them with honest conversations that let them know what we expect. Not just one time, but every chance we get. That's especially important when it comes to alcohol and other drugs. Kids not only need to know the dangers and how to avoid them, they need to hear it often from you. And when it comes to pain medications, opioids, they need to know that they should never be taken without a prescription and never shared with friends or family. It's dangerous and illegal. So talk with your kids and guide them through the challenges of growing up safe and healthy. Because when you talk, they hear you. For more information about talking with your kids about underage use of alcohol and other drugs, visit underagedrinking.samhsa.gov.